You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. <laughs> I thought you were doing the aliens from Sesame Street. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's our cold open. I love that. That's so fun. Um, speaking of jobs, man. Yeah, Steve Jobs. My, my my first anniversary. Oh, dude! Wow, already at this, at this gig. Well, congratulations! Thank you for finding your dream job. I know you love oh, yeah, it. It's I know my, uh, totally my dream every job. day you wake up. Every day you do that thing where you stretch both arms out and you yawn, ah, and then you hop right out I of bed, throw myself out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I realize because you can't wait to get to work. <laughs> And who needs who has time for stairs? That's right. You can oh, just god. let gravity do the work for you. Oh my god, these morning show guys, man. Yeah, these are they? Nitwits. You've spent your entire nitwits. career around morning show guys. How are you and surprised? That's, that's surpri- you know, I don't know, man. I didn't know what I was expecting. The thing is, I yeah. spent the last, I spent the last like thirteen years being air talent again, and I don't think I got to that point like where I kind of lost grip of reality and like, but. Oh my gosh! Ah, these guys did this charity campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too specific with it. Okay, but we needed to secure like a bus and an RV Mm -hmm. and a U-Haul truck, and like these guys left vehicles just like running for like two, three days, (laughs) and then they were like surprised when the vehicles would seize up and just like stop. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, guys, you can't just leave a vehicle like any machine. Yeah, you can't just leave it running. You, little, you cannot little TLC who like what like, with nobody in it you mean yeah oh yeah oh yeah they left a generator running on an RV today <laughs> after the thing was done the generator was still running on the RV with no one in it it was in the middle of a parking lot oh my god and the generator's still running I was like because somebody else nice. will handle that yeah exactly yeah that's they're that's the talent incredible. Joe in there in the, you kind of you get into that realm where suddenly mm. you don't have to worry about consequences because it's something that someone else is going to take care of mm-hmm I've already got one child that I take care of, all right? <laughs> I do not need to be somebody else's babysitter. There's only so much trouble she can get into you know, it, well, she and can't it, speak it, or and walk. It pisses me off because if I'm going to look after someone, if mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of somebody, I'd rather not waste hours and days of my life taking care of people that I'm not even related to yeah. or have no uh, emotional Financial attachment to. Financial responsibilities. I would rather just stay the fuck home with my daughter and take care of her. And, I would too. And, and, and deal with the things that she needs me to do. Yeah. Uh, Wiping her ass. So yeah, happy anniversary. (laughs) Happy work anniversary. Here's to many more. That's right. Um, Clink my dosekis. Oh, this is. Why didn't you clink it? You should have grabbed both. There's two bottles right there. You should have just. There you go. (laughs) Stay thirsty, my friend. Great foley work. I don't always listen to podcasts, Mm. but when I do, it's the editing. Joe, you're very, you're very prescient, (laughs) and you don't even know it. (laughs) Thank you very much. It'll all become clear later. That word. I do not, <laughs> I do not think, not think it, it means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Mm. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Whatever the case, uh, every week we will try to watch a movie uh, and then come back here and discuss it with each other. Yeah, sorry about and that, man. It's been ha- it, it, near the end of the year, man. Holiday it's, it's happened quite a bit, but it's the holiday season. You get busy. I've been getting busy. Mm-hmm. Let's get busy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just <laughs> flat out. <laughs> 
out of town for uh, yeah, you were. Uh, last <laughs> <weeks>. <laughs> Euphemisms. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, literally. I was literally out of town. Uh, I know we tried to record before I went, and it just didn't work out. And was, things were so crazy. I felt bad. I missed your missed your 20th anniversary diehard yeah, party. Yeah, after I'd changed uh, the date, so you could be there. Please, you didn't really, remember, did you? No, I know I, I was part remember of Remember when you were yeah. like, hey, man, I can't go to your party because uh, you planned it on a date. We got something going on. I'm like, uh, I know. all right. So then I changed it. And you were like, dude, did you change that for us? And I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, but I thought you were kidding. No. And no. I really tried. I no. really tried, Joe. If it we, makes you feel any better. We didn't have anybody to take photos in the photo booth. Uh, what'd you do? That's like, what iPhones Joel, are for. Joel was going to be here with his yeah, camera. No, yeah. I'm kidding. We didn't have the photo God booth. damn you. Oh, you didn't do it? <laughs> no, okay. we, did, we didn't That's do it. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I didn't even end up going to the thing that I was going to go to on your original date. So yeah. you, you could have very well just had it this past weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. I probably wouldn't have been able to make it then. Oh, cool. All right. So sorry, but it was. It I'm was sure nice. it, was, it was. It was. It was a awesome. little more intimate because we didn't invite as many people this time around as oh. we did the last time, um, just because last time was so super crowded. Yeah, but um, you have a bigger place this time. Well, we had this. We had it here last time too, but we just kind of didn't want too terribly many people to be here for it. Got you. Uh, hopefully next year, if we get if this house thing works out. Yeah, dude. Uh, we'll congrats. Have, we'll have a thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you presumptively yeah. congratulating you. But uh, but it'll be a nice place to have it. But Great. no, it was nice. Yeah, every every year, you know, we'll have twenty one. Die Hard Party will be old enough to drink next year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we 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 had a decent time. You were missed. Uh and I missed you and everyone who was there. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. But we were able to to make up for it with a little bit of uh, we got to spend some time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, not long after that, we got to check out the uh, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, we did. You Rogue you saw it twice. Two, yeah, in two days. Saw it at the uh, they did a, a, a advanced media screening uh, on Wednesday, uh, where I got to check that out in in three D. And oh, really? Was, I didn't realize they were showing that movie in three yeah, D. I haven't I, seen it anywhere advertised as three D. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's showing in 3D and IMAX. They have the IMAX 3D thing and then Oh, that's right. Saw it with you guys uh in just the standard and and, and 25 other people. <laughs> Dude, we had quite a crowd that there. Was, that was that awesome. Was insanity. I loved it. It was insanity. Mm-hmm. Uh try to come on out as hip. What I didn't get, I guess I didn't get the message that everyone was dressing up like a hipster character. Yes. From Star Wars. Oh, you just thought it was hipster in I general. I thought it was just hipster Star Wars fan. Oh, that I didn't do a very good job so of explaining. That's what I was Well, no one explained or, really or to Walt us. Did. No, no, no it, listen, it was it was a trickle-down um, uh, uh, concept. I, I, it was not my idea, and I, I got wind of it, and then it kind of slowly crept through, and we were always like, hey, we should send a mass text out to, uh, to everybody, kind of let them know what's going on so nobody feels left out. Um, and I thought you had been covered, no. uh, and it turns out you were not. So no, we, we've been we've been excommunicated. But you, no, that's, that's not true. Walt, at all. Walt and Shanna have become the new Joe. And that is Sarah. not true at all. Uh, <laughs> Although they do have a baby girl. They got a baby girl. There's see a lot of similarities here. Yeah, I could see where people would mistake us for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that is a compliment. <laughs> to both you I look just like and Walt. them. <laughs> if you had a man bun, uh, that was awesome. By the way, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Their costumes, everybody looked really good. Uh, but then there was, you know, and even Sarah had her like Leia thing going on. Yeah, I loved it, man. That and then was cool. I was just there with a fucking weird bow tie with That's like right. a dress shirt underneath a t-shirt. Uh, I didn't fit the the bit at all. No, it's okay. Uh, well, I think um, I, I think we probably confused a lot of people there because it was some uh, costumes are more successful than others. Like Jen and I, we, we just look like we're doing cosplay. Like the the I don't know that the hipster well theme everybody, came through. Everybody kind of had a scarf. Yes, I did have a scarf. Apparently, that was that's the hipster thing. Scarves and mustaches and, and glasses and beanies. 
And, uh, These are a few and, of my favorite and, thingies. Whiskers on kittens. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was it was fun. It was fun getting to see everybody. I always enjoy when we get to kind of get to get. Well, after after becoming a dad, mm-hmm. the chances of us getting to go out and all and do stuff with the whole group is is become few and far between. Mm-hmm. So it's always very nice so to be able to do things with well in advance. Yeah. Well, now, okay. So we're beating around the bush here. Uh, bush. <laughs> but uh, let, before we get into our, our featured movie of the week. Let's talk a little Rogue One. Okay. What did you What did you What did you think? Uh, That's such an open ended question. Like, where to even begin? Where do I, I begin? <laughs> I think uh, I posted about it after seeing it the second time uh, on social media, as I do, uh, and I said something to the effect of, "It was better than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. But I wanted to like it more than I did. I think that's the 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 perfect uh, summation of yeah. that film. Yeah. No. Um. I think I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes had it maybe like an eighty four percent. Yeah. I'd, Everyone's kind of like seven eight on a scale yeah, of ten. I'd maybe, I feel yeah, about I'd there. Have, I'd have been, I feel about like that. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of things kind of left up in the air. A lot of like if you really think about the movie, there's a lot of things that make you go, huh? Well, why? What? Well, okay. Uh, are we going to do spoilers at all in this um, talk? Yeah. Let's let, let's do. All right. So, guys, um, what time is it? We should be doing this at the end of the episode, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should. It's all right. We'll do it at the beginning. Listen, we've never shied away from spoilers. Our, our entire uh, podcast is about spoiling. So, here's the film. thing. If you haven't seen the movie yet, pause this podcast. Mm-hmm. Come back to us after you've watched the movie. There you go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Flip it, around. You go know, listen to some of our Die other Die Hard episodes. 2 isn't that important to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard 2 will be here long after we are, like mm-hmm. the cockroach of the movie world. Uh, so, yeah, go see Rogue One, yeah. and then come back here and continue on with this podcast. And now. And here we go. Um, all right. I didn't understand. Like, I felt that it felt a little sloppy that, like, everybody had to die. All oh, of Rogue yeah. One had to die. Uh, I thought I felt like that was a little too convenient. Um, hmm. I thought that it was cruel. War is um, not uh, nah. nice and neat, Joe. But War is messy. Is, but this is Star Wars. It's it not right. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. This is Star Wars. True. Um, I thought that it was cruel. It, it, it kind of like when I saw this movie with Ryan Reynolds called Buried, where oh, basically for like two hours, you're just watching him slowly die, slowly right? die, yeah, slowly die, mm-hmm. and watch like hope get built up inside of him, and then completely be let out as he dies at the end of the movie. That's kind of how I felt. How this movie was like. Hmm. It felt like, okay, the most horrible things happened to Jyn Erso, and we don't even get, like, there's, but, there's no arc. Like, there's... You really? You don't think so? I don't think... Kind I, of a, her, her arc was so artificial. Like, we did... Why was she, why was she arrested? Why was she in an imperial prison? What, what see, got her there? There are things, like, this movie lacked nuance, while at the same time, explained out the ass... Stuff that I didn't really need them to explain. <laughs> yeah? Like, like it played to the back of the room with shit that I'm like, okay, I know this. You don't need to play to the back room of this. But give me a little bit more background on Jin. I want to know a little bit more. She's she's a prisoner. Okay, cool. Uh, the fact that she's, she's kind of thrown into the rebellion and just sort of kind of plays ball... Yeah, like but 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 without for, her and the connection she had to her father, like that, the story would not have played out the same way. Would it not have? No, was because it super powerful. Because the no, I'm just saying, like the the plot, the the story is set in motion because it's her father who uh, who who Galen snuck the uh, Galen Galen snuck that so. little. Um, which I like. Secret portal. I did I too. Like that. that finally, we explain solved. why that weakness was there. That mm-hmm. everybody's like. 
Huh. Really? Like, why yeah. They spent billions of uh, and they, and Republic they credits. They, and they couldn't protect this thing. Exactly. And that explains it. That's mm-hmm. great. I love that. Some of the things that they did in this movie were good. I like a lot of things that they did in this movie. But then there's a lot of things that kind of make me head, scratch my head. Uh, uh, Tarkin did not need to be a major villain in this movie. I, I, I liked seeing him. I, um, I liked seeing him, the, too, the in the reflection of the window. No, you know, I, I, I feel like that's come a lot. that technology has come a lot farther. Um, it's still It's still not, not 100%, but it's 95%. And I, I feel like it was good enough for this performance for this film. I think, it, I think it may have fooled some people who didn't realize that that actor was dead. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He looked cartoony. Yeah, uh, he looked cartoony. Not nearly as cartoony as the last as, CG as Leia. Uh, person that we hey, see. Hey, um, hmm. every time they say hope in that movie, you should take a shot. <laughs> I don't. I don't they know if you, it all at the end. I, I, I don't know if you caught it, Joel, uh, but uh, hope plays a big part. Yeah, in yeah. the rebellion, almost like it's going to be the title of the sequel to <laughs> Re- this film. Rebellions built on hope, mm-hmm. and just to drive that fact home, and other lines we that say weren't used a in the film, times. but were used in the trailer. There were a lot of. Did you catch There's that? a lot of stuff used in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Some of my favorite stuff. Like I wanted, I I, I was waiting to figure out how the fuck she was going to. It's a rebellion off with that tie fighter. Yeah, that yeah, that tie there. fighter doesn't show up. No, I what was the like, fuck? Ooh, that's you pretty can't badass. Us. I and I I heard somewhere that. Um, that was actually that shot w- was never intended to be in the film. It, that yeah. the trailer house that cut the trailer composited that themselves and added it. You can't fucking construct storylines. No, that's false no. advertising. It's totally man. false advertising. Uh, what about the bit where she's running with the group? She's running in out to go run to run at the eight the ATATs. Yeah, where she's got her guns and shit. Like that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I don't know if you're like me. I gauge how much time is left in a movie. By how much of the stuff I've seen in the trailer like yeah. show up in the movie? Yeah, so me I'm too. Like, I'm like, oh, we Waiting must not be shot. done yet because mm-hmm. this is. Gonna we haven't happen. seen the shot of Darth Vader in front of the uh, the red LED layout of the Death Star. Fucking that Darth shot Vader. wasn't used. Uh, you, let's bring up Darth Vader. Let's talk. Not about a fucking not Darth a fan Vader. of his use in this. There was a there. I liked it to mm. a point. Okay. And then he had his fucking Sean Connery the James Bond moment where he's like, <laughs> careful not to choke on your ambition. <laughs> That's was... not Vader. Vader's never been that guy. Vader's never been snarky. Yeah. Like, the the closest you get to it is like the opening shot in, in Empire Strikes Back. There's that scene that opens up on, uh, I can't remember if it's Captain Nita or whatever mm-hmm. falls over, mm-hmm. and he's like, apology, apology accepted, accepted yeah. Captain Nita. I also thought that uh, even though it is James Earl Jones doing the voice, um, it didn't sound like he was doing his Darth Vader voice. It sounded like he was doing his James Earl Jones from Field of Dreams voice a little bit. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Baseball, Ray. <laughs> People will come, Ray. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? <laughs> Want some cookies? Oh, wait, that's that's Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought that Vader was... I thought Vader was cool like in some of those the the the, the some f- of the dialogue there mm-hmm. I thought was really great. Um, the final sequence where he just the, goes all the fucking final samurai. the final sequence no the final sequence what I I thought that the final sequence would have been much more powerful if it was all those guys in the in the the, the ship as it's being boarded yep. and they're trying to get out and the door gets stuck yep. and then all of a sudden like they hear the creaking mm-hmm. they all turn around. And then you hear the breathing, mm-hmm. and then whoosh, lightsaber lights up, and nothing. And then you and then we see cut it. to the opposite end, and we just see the guy on the other side of the door, and he ah. just looks and he's like, "Take it, take it!" And behind him, mm. we see obscured like guys like getting like cut up or whatever. Yeah, you didn't uh, want to see it full screen. I didn't want to see it full screen. It's to me, it played out. It played to me like 
Yoda at the end of Attack of the Clones, hmm. where it's like, less is more here. Less is more. I didn't need to see Yoda jumping around and doing flips and shit. But that, I kind of felt like like the whole film had been building up to that moment, and no. I thought it was a nice no, kind of wasn't. slow crawl. The whole film was not building up to it was. Vader doing his no, thing. No, 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 but I'm saying it's building to a climax, and, the, and we're, we've, we're inching closer to the plans being delivered, and here we are. Like, I never thought it would... It, would have gotten that close to really? now we're like feet away from the disc that the guy is holding with the Death Star plans being handed off. Uh-huh. I like that the stakes were that high and that uh, they, they played it to the final moment. <clears throat> no, and that was fine. And if you just I see just it in the background, though, you lose the I impact. I don't know. I think you still get a bit of that ticking clock sensation. I mean, you can do that in the in the late second act or even early third act, the, what you're talking about. But I feel like at this point, it's just all balls out. We're in the final minute of the film. What are you, what are you the, saving it for? the problem is... When you go balls out like this, mm-hmm. you suddenly start discounting the shit that happens in the movie that you're leading up to. Like, the whole thing. If you if you go back and you watch the first Star Wars I movie. I did. We did on Saturday. Okay. Afterwards. So then, think about this. Mm-hmm. The the context of, of the discussions that Vader has with the people, and he's like, you know, we were on a diplomatic mission from yeah, Alderaan. Where is the ambassador? ambassador. Like, no, I, I watched you fly away. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's a selfie of me with you guys in the background. Yeah. Like, the, no, in the, 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 the feeling I get when I watch the beginning of Star Wars is that they've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Almost like Battlestar Galactica. Like, right. jumping from the, the, doll, uh, the Cylons. Um, and so what I would have liked to have seen more, I loved the handoff. I loved the idea mm-hmm. of the handoff sequence. I wanted it to kind of, go further both in time and space like I wanted to see like you know hand off here and then like boom and then like you know there's someone in in like a cantina and something they're like sliding it under a table and like so that it's being handed off here Hmm. here 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 until eventually Hmm. it's handed off to Leia and and they're flying and then it leads into that whole bit where the Star Destroyer is chasing after them like that would have been fucking sweet uh, I felt like doing it so quickly that everything had condensed. Because yeah. you're, now you're telling me, Joel, that like so Leia flew on a, a freighter yeah. into the, f- the battle over Scarif. What the fuck was she doing there? Just kind of just no. kind of chilling out no. while everybody else exactly. Is, uh, yeah. What the fuck was she doing? I there? also thought it was odd too that like um you know if we're gonna if we're gonna take that route that uh, Bail Organa Jimmy Smiths. <laughs> who just kind of shows up and has two lines because he's supposed to be there, right? Decides to go back to Alderaan and he's like, oh, I'm going to send my daughter to do my dirty work and find Obi-Wan. But why wouldn't he have done it himself? But the the thing is, she's already there, obviously. Yeah. She would have already been at the Rebel base. She wouldn't have been on Alderaan. And the fucking way that they did... And that's one of my problems (laughs) with this movie, too, is the fucking way that they shoehorn in, like, references and cameos is so ham-fisted. I didn't mind most of them. I could have gone without the C-3PO uh, and R2. That one made sense to me. I'm like, oh, they would have been there. Yes. That makes sense. I, I but agree. Jimmy Smits and Mon Mothma talking to each other, and she's like, do you think it's time to find your friend, the Jedi? And he even goes, he served me well during the Clone Wars. Right, yeah. So I'm like, same, motherfucker, same we lines. know who you're talking about. All she had to say was, maybe you should contact your friend, the Jedi. Like, And we'd have all been like, who? Yeah. You know? And then she's like, you're going to have to find someone you could trust. Mm-hmm. I trust her with my life. Right, instead like, of... Uh, okay, in best case scenario, mm-hmm. you get to do one or the other. You don't get to do both. Hmm. No, all right, that's fair enough. Uh, and then Sarah pointed this out, and I thought it was really smart. Yeah. The fucking two guys that are in the cantina in no, Star Wars. No, no, Those two necessary. are the two that survived that fucking Death Star blast. 
like of everybody, oh. <laughs> of everybody at the fucking That's temple. That's a good right, because it is moments before <laughs> those that Those all... fucking two are the ones that were chosen to survive just to get fucking killed in, at you Mos Eisley? Some time passes but from the time that uh, Jin bumps into them until... Uh, you better watch goes. yourself. I know. That was the one that I felt was wholly unnecessary and something that like George Lucas would have done. Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't make any sense that they would have been there previous to <laughs> it, it, uh, going it, to Tatooine. It, does, it doesn't make... They just have a thing for deserty planets. And I there's guess. there's a part of me that commends them for the use of the cameos, like in the middle of the fight, the dog fight in space. Oh, dude! Where suddenly we're getting like all these the the people that we saw in the yeah. original Star Wars, like that. I commend them for trying it. Mm-hmm. Didn't play for me. Yeah. No, it just didn't play. I would have maybe if I just heard their voices. Oh yeah. It would have been different, but actually seeing them, there's still know. a distinct difference. Between the way our movie looked, the, f- Rogue the footage One looks, looks and very then the different. footage of them, yeah. it looks very different. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, yes, and no, because I feel like to you and I, it did because it's th- those people are are immediately recognizable, and you could kind of tell the split in the crowd of yeah. the audience where we're in, where like half of them like started cheering when they heard that, and the other half was like. What the fuck is everybody cheering for? Like, right. what am what am I missing? Our audience cheered for everything. They, yeah, they well, had, yeah. And, it, and it was annoying. They had a select like, moment. Like, Guys, this isn't. Just take it easy now. <laughs> uh, I did, I did love the reactions though. After we everyone saw Leia at the end, it was that was pretty fun. What what were the reactions? It was like, like whoa. Oh really? <laughs> like, oh yeah. The people over next to us. Our audience like, loved whoa. it. The, 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 in your second show, oh, the, the one that we the, were in, the five hundred first loved everything. Uh, yes, but yes, then again, you know, it's a select <laughs> like, audience. Like fucking stormtrooper number five shows up at one of their conventions, <laughs> and they're like coming all over themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, G- despite how I sound, mm-hmm. I liked the movie. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I wish that it had focused a little bit more. I just wish um, some of the things made more sense. I, I wish the assembling of the A team made a little more sense. Well, <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I get why they get Jin involved because her father and the connection. Yeah, I don't the, rain, the rainbow connection, and, and even uh, even even Bodhi or Bodhi or however he's pronounced. Bodhi. Um, I like that he's a, a defect. <laughs> Like the 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 never ending wave, Bodhi. Bodhi. I like that he uh, he's he's a defector and and he's got some information. Like you know, he he kind of sets everything in motion. But my two favorite characters or the side characters, the uh, K two, no, the well, ultimate high. He's great. Well, I, I get why he's there too because he kind of helps them int- infiltrate. Yeah. Um. But oh, the, Forrest uh, Whitaker. No, I'm talking the very about the useful fucking, character, no, the character that totally needed to be in this the, movie, the Genghis Khan guy and the uh, the Asian. Samurai. They, they were dude. gay, right? They they were gay, right? <laughs> Never really. I'm quite... not being. I'm not trying to joke either. They were I don't gay. Know. They definitely had a bromance. Like they had. He had this. The the Donnie Yen had actually said, like, "You will find me again in the next life." Like I feel like if you were dying in my arms, you think so? You wouldn't say that to me. No, you wouldn't be like. Probably not. Joe, through the force, you'll find me <laughs> really, in the next dude, life. My playboys. <laughs> remove them from my bed before mother finds them. <laughs> um, no, I, I I like them as as, as a duo. Uh, I didn't see any gay connotations in their oh. butts. Uh, I just wish it made more sense why they were all of a sudden part of this ragtag team, like or why like he was calling Jin like little sister, like oh little sister. I don't know. Like, I, I get the whole no, spirituality. They, they've bent. known each other for twenty four hours. Yeah, I like know, but, if you think of the context, that this movie. But he's got the a time. Feeling. That Ooga Chaka Ooga Ooga Chaka. Oh, I went yeah. a different way. It's all right. Um, <laughs> No, like, but if you think about this, the movie only spans like thirty-six hours. Uh, it's just a couple days, some a day do. and a half, sure, maybe. Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, Captain Armando from Planet Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I will say, this movie kind of has this weird distinction where I don't remember anybody's fucking name. They had and some I weird that, name. That, well, this is why I'm referring to them as Genghis Khan. I think that speaks loudly to how memorable this film is mm. that you don't remember anybody's name. Yeah, you could say that about some of the... Uh, well, no, you know all the main characters from the first Star Wars, don't you? Yeah. But they're all monosyllabic. Luke, Leia, yeah. Han, uh-huh. Chew. Chewie, R2. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, did, did you like when they went to planet Wanabi? <laughs> and I was like, oh, so it's Obi-Wan. Well, yeah. So why the fuck do... Uh, and then there's also planet the planet Wobani. of Jeddah, which is very similar to Jedi. Yeah, and it, it's the one... Isn't that the one that had, like, the mountain yeah. like, on the side? Which I was like hoping Jedi. would be explained. I was like, hoping he would get up. <laughs> why are they making these crop circle, oh, like, uh, um, scar- um, carvings yeah. that only can be seen from Google Earth? <laughs> I don't understand. It'd be Google, Google Jeddah. Jeddah. <laughs> Google Jeddah. Uh, there was there was a couple other things that I wanted to kind of touch on with this movie, mm. and now I feel like I really liked the gin and gallon thing. Like I yeah. loved Mads Mikkelsen or He's Michaelson. Great. I thought he was really good, and I think it's a shame that he didn't have that much to do in this movie. Uh, you know, there's the the parent part of me that was fucking terrified, like the beginning of this movie, to think of like Harper. All by herself. That like her. If Sarah gets killed, then I'm taken away by the Empire. And like fucking little Harper, like alone on a planet. That shot of the light going out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can't even handle this. It's right okay. Now. Forrest Whitaker is going to be there to make it all okay. But what the fuck with was with Forrest Whitaker? Crazy hair. I don't know. Do you know anything about the history of that no, character? No. What I love though is that somebody had said like the greatest CG effect in that movie was to uncross his eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so I don't really know, and that's the problem. We don't know. He's we part get a, of we get Star a, Wars lore. Apparently. We get a little bit of uh, we get a little bit of of information from them, and he's like, "I left you because you know you blah blah blah." Don't tell me. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Don't tell me. Show me what mm-hmm. the hell. happened. Especially since they spent so much time years together, right? Until yeah. she was like sixteen. He alludes to. I mean, even Guardians of the Galaxy, we get a pretty good idea of what life was like with Yondu and Star Lord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't even get that with this. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. I definitely on the second view because I, I remember you asked me. You were mm. like, "So which one do you like better, this or the Force Awakens?" Right. And I was like, "Guys, it's apples and oranges for True. me. Like, I really can't." And it is. But honestly, like, the Force Awakens is a better movie. I think opinion. so too. It is much more fun, and that's something saying something with all the issues that we had with that too. Or I guess the issues we had with that were just like it was too much of the same. Yeah. Like history repeating itself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But at least they put their own spin on it and did something new. Yeah. I don't know. I I appreciated Rogue One for being its its own thing. I don't mind the darker tone. I don't mind that it didn't Obviously, have. Obviously, I don't like a dark. I don't mind a dark mm-hmm. tone. I like Empire. I don't mind that all the people died at the end. I think it's kind of a big. I, I, I think it, because it completes the circle. If you think of it like this, isn't a Star Wars movie where we're going to get to know the characters and the characters go on the arc. The characters serve the the purpose. Like if if this were actual history. And the History Channel did like a, um, uh, not a mockumentary, but like a, a dramatization uh-huh. of this moment in history. Picture, it was like a Civil War thing. Okay. Everybody always ends up dying in those battles. Hey, like Spider-Man didn't die. Ant-Man didn't die in Civil War. <laughs> no, God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about actual Civil War here. Uh, are you saying that Marvel Civil War did not actually happen? The, uh, Fuck you. Uh, no, in, go ahead. Another, I, I didn't mean to mess up. another space. Um but uh, it, it's mo- it's less about the characters and it's more about this moment in history. And if this heist didn't happen, we would have never have survived. You know, the Nazis would have taken over and, and, from and, the Civil War. And for the most part, I get you. <laughs> I, I <laughs> that one almost flew past me. Thank you. Uh, for the most part, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But then also, the Star Wars fan of me 
is not pleased. You know, like there there are some things that I just that weren't satisfied. It didn't satisfy some of the things that I wanted in the movie, and that's wow, wow, Joe. You know, that's that's your your problem, and I get it. That's that's fine. It's you know we're we're talking about what I preferred and what I liked in the movie, mm-hmm. what I didn't like. Um, you know the. The whole bit where they have to get the they get the uh, the the plans for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Gallen kept calling Jin Stardust. Stardust, and that's what she ended up turning she into. Totally, she, she became Stardust <laughs> at the end of the movie. It's prophetic um, and pathetic. <laughs> uh, no, but so she gets the plans for the Death Star, and of course she's climbing up this tower, and there's this like door. That keeps oh, right. closing and yeah. opening. Like I was a like, camera shutter. I was like, okay, so this is the aperture. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I thought you knew cameras. Damn it. That's what uh, I mean. But like the only reason that existed was just to build tension for that moment to get her. Like that was really unnecessary. It's like that a was, video game. That was something that could have been cut out completely. Even the uh, even the claw game that they have to play. <laughs> yes. Put another quarter in. We got to go for another hard drive. Yeah. Or whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like gravity, like de- the Death Star got closer to every planet than it ever was, like in the original movie. Yeah. Like it's, the Death Star is like just showing up on the horizon. It's got to be disturbing orbits. Yeah. And it, yeah tides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just different. Like, wow, these waves, man. What the fuck? With I do love that they they had a, a, a variety of climates in this one. Yeah. Though. We got a little beach area. We got more snow. And I, and I dug that. I was like, okay, when they first opened up and it was like Vader's planet with all the, the Ooh, lava and shit. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. It's evil. Mm-hmm. But then to find out that like, oh, the Empire has like a beachfront resort kind of base too. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. I was like, uh, well, I would have that too if I was an Empire. Right. Um, Again, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, which you may not get from this review. I yearn for a day though when we have a Star Wars movie where there's no sand. Can yeah. we can we get off a of fucking Tatooine, please? I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It gets everywhere. It's irritating. I feel like um, I liked I liked that they let Jimmy Smith be in this movie. Mm-hmm. That they used Bail Organa. Uh, it, it was a creative way to still show some reverence, even though it didn't deserve for it the prequels. for the prequels. Yeah, that interesting it's part of the story tying it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I am glad that they never had like a, a Han Solo reference. Or that there wasn't like a Lando. Well, you know they would have if they could have found a way to, to... Like if they would have cast the guy who's playing him in the young Han Solo movie while this filming was taking place, I'm sure they would have tried to have... I'm sure on the, on the special edition DVD, the CGI <laughs> hit We're going to find out that like, young Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewbacca was originally in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. I don't, I don't... There you go. Rogue One. <laughs> if, you, if you have any thoughts about Rogue One, <laughs> all right. So who doesn't? It's the Christmas holiday spirit thingy yeah. that everybody talks about all the time in songs and stuff. <laughs> and what's more Christmassy than John McClane beating the shit out of some terrorists? Yeah. So this week we watched Die Hard Two: Die Harder. You know what? You say that, but on IMDb it is not referred to as that. Everybody entitled. calls it Die Hard Two: Die Harder. Do they do that because? It, it was like the the campaign. It was it was, mm. it was the ad campaign. It was the the posters. Die harder, uh, and then there was that whole rumor that when Die Hard Three was coming out, it was going to be called Die Hardest. Die Hardest, <laughs> which just it all sounds like some weird German shit. <laughs> Die Hardest. Die Hardest. <laughs> uh, so this is the story of John McClane, mm. and I think this is supposed to be the very next year, just like with Home Alone Two. It is, yeah. It's the very next year. He's at, like, Dulles International Airport mm-hmm. in Washington, right? That's right, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's now an L.A. cop, mm-hmm. which is weird. Uh, I don't think... Does it work like that, Joel? Can you just transfer, 
Like, I, if you're a New York cop and well, you're just like, nah, I'm going to transfer the LAPD. He's a fucking town hero. I'm sure they gave him the keys to the city after uh, every, everybody hero, appears everybody to fucking know. Everybody hate him nope. for what he did. But at least everybody knows him. Joe, do you feel like you would remember some some cop that you read an article about a year prior well, because I, of some terrorist attack? I think in the 80s, maybe, yeah. Yeah? Because of how limited media was. It's not like we had the internet. We had like stories that kept taking another one's place. Okay. I think that between 19, what, 1988 and 1989, Mm -hmm. I think that we would have remembered like, oh shit, it's that John McClane guy. He would have been like Sully. I think, I think cops, absolutely like law enforcement officers would know who John McClane was. Okay. But everybody fucking knows who he is. Some union fucking uh, magazine that comes out for cops. And they'd be like, meet the hero <laughs> cop from L.A. Yeah. All right. I guess boom. so. I'll give you that. John McClane. Yeah, that uh, always bugs me, though, when all the characters know who who you are. But they never did it in any other movie except this one. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back. At no point, like in Die Hard 3, do I remember them going, oh, you're that hero cop, yeah. John McClane. And you would think after... You were part of that Nakatomi thing. But you would, and, and you would think after Die Hard 2, where he's now saved... No one's like, two you're that major guy from the attacks. Dulles International Airport. <laughs> exactly. Deal. Like, no one references it. And there's a good reason why. Because this movie fucking blows. Yeah. It <sighs> kind of blows. In the same respect that Home Alone 2 blows. Home Alone 2, I think, is a much worse sequel than Die Hard 2 is. But... It's almost the same exact thing as, as Home Alone 2. That, like, True. They're taking all the beats from the original Die Hard, yeah. and they're doing it all over again. This one didn't insult my intelligence as much as really? Home Alone 2, though. Really, though? I mean, I, there's just like nothing to it. It's And, and you can tell from the, the moment are, the film begins, they just jump right into the plot. Like, already he's... The he's, worst shot, by the way, that opens this movie. What is it? That I fucking that immediate zoom into the oh, fucking the car yes. or something like it. the zoom back and it's yeah. like the car and it's been put on the toe and there's John McClane's whoa 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 yeah like John McClane wasn't some fucking smooth talking ladies man in the first one mm-hmm. you know he had his whole bit in the airplane where he kind of sees the 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 um, stewardess mm-hmm. and he's just kind of getting by her but he doesn't really flirt with fucking anybody in that movie yet in this movie he's the almost ass gettingest fucking yeah cop, man where he's trying to get the fax thing done from the woman in the airport and she just wants to like, bang him she's like I get off in five hours and I know he's like, just the fax ma'am yeah just the fax he twiddles his ring oh my fucking god <laughs> I hate this well he's a hero he for is, after the first movie he is, a, he is a hero you know I remember liking this movie a lot more when I was younger I could see why. You're but, revisiting all of your favorite characters. And I mean all. All like, of them. Everybody fucking shows up from the first movie. They yes. even find a way to get Reginald Denny no, in there. Reginald Bell Johnson. That's what I'm talking about. Officer Al Powell. Not Regin- Reginald Denny's the guy And who, he's guy eating a Twinkie. Asking. They open up on the shot yeah. and he's eating a Twinkie. And the whole bit about the fucking first Die Hard was he wasn't getting Twinkies for himself. Mm-hmm. He was getting them for his pregnant wife. Yeah. At no point in the first Die Hard did Does he, he like, just pick one? up a Twinkie and start eating it. Yeah. In fact, it was John that did that. They bring him back. Oh, that's right. But they bring him back. Dick Thornburg comes they back. Find a way to bring the uh, reporter back. Who? Uh, and what a coincidence that he that just happens to be playing with Holly. The, like, where are they all going? They've all moved to from LA city. to Washington. Uh, but why? Okay, why? They're well. Like, she's, we know why she's vis- going. Oh, okay, I was like, they're visiting the kids. But and, why is and her he parents? on the exact same plane? For no other reason than the, other the convenience than to make of the sure script. that they're in the same fucking place. Yeah. And aside from him uh, wanting to be kind of um, you know an egomaniac and and just trying to propel his own career, yeah, he's not necessarily a bad guy. And like he kind of 
He's trying to let people cracks on the, plane. the case. Yeah, he cracks the case. He's like, hey, guys, here's what's... Well, and it's, it's he, doesn't, integral. he doesn't inform anyone on the plane, which is a problem. Also true, yeah. Leaves the <laughs> stewardess in the dark. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, wh- what are you going to do? He, he uh, Tase him. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. That's what you're going to do. I knew the minute I saw that old lady sitting next to Holly McLean and pulling out her taser that... Uh, oh, Un- we're, we're going to see that later in the film. Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Sloppy. This whole movie, mm-hmm. like the 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 whole idea behind it, I guess, uh, or the plot, is that there's this General Esperanza, right, who is apparently being extradited to the United States to stand trial. I can't remember if yeah. that's. Exa- I think that's what it is. Yeah, and there's this Colonel Stewart, who's a colonel, mm-hmm. but goes rogue with his team, right, and they free Esperanza, right, and then there's. John Amos from Good Times and yeah. Beastmaster, uh-huh. and he plays the task. He's the lead of the task force that's supposed to come in and bring in Colonel Stewart. But it turns out, it turns out that they've been working this whole thing together. Yeah, way too many twists and like a, an unneeded uh, twist in that yeah. plot. Well, and the, the whole bit with like the 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 gun uh, magazines. Yeah, the the ones I, with the blue tape or blanks, and the ones with the red tape or line yeah, live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's unnecessary. Yes. What the? F- it's it's so many steps that you don't need. Like you didn't right. even you didn't even need this guy, this Grant character. You didn't need him. You didn't need his team. The only reason they exist in this movie is to put a twist in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. And to give us another action piece set at the end of the film. Oh my god! It didn't really make any sense. I and I, and we don't really have like a good motive for wh- why is this? Uh, what's the actor's name? William Sadler. W- William Sadler. Uh, which I love that guy. You would know him from Bill um, and Ted's Bogus Journey. His, yeah, he's he death. plays Death. He's also in Shawshank Redemption. He was also in a show called Wonderfalls. Yes, uh-huh. I remember that show. And he was in Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, one of my favorites. Where yeah. he plays a good guy for a change. Yes. He's usually playing like a an asshole or a bad guy. And he's actually a really sweet man. We, oh, uh, did you meet him? A long time ago, we I had a website called lethaldeath.com. And like, <laughs> I, had nice. out, I had reached out to people uh, to do some interviews and stuff. And he was one of the people that agreed. And totally was, totally sweet guy. Was like, the URL die weapon already taken? It just doesn't have the same. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was already taken. Got it. It was actually originally going to be pitchforks.com. <laughs> but no, also we, we went with lethal death taken yeah but uh but real sweet man yeah he seems like it yeah and uh especially when he's doing his taekwondo naked in his hotel room unnecessary that's what i do wow says you and i love that he like quick draws the tv with the with the remote right yeah <laughs> it's like that doesn't make him look like a badass at all it doesn't make him seem like a badass kind of does it i, I don't i didn't have that guy's body <laughs> <laughs> would you like to have Still that? Still knows, yeah, I would. <laughs> no, but I was I was pleasantly surprised to see him uh, play the baddie. And then we have some cameos yeah, from uh, playing some other baddies. We've got the T-1000, Robert Patrick, Robert Patrick shows up. plays one of the bad guys. And if you squint hard enough, you can see John Leguizamo a few times. Uh-huh. I had no idea he was in this film. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't last long. No, he says nothing. <laughs> we, we, you just see him. And it was one of those things where it's like, is that John Leguizamo? No, surely that's not him. It's, Why would they use Luigi him as an extra? It's Luigi Mario. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, what? Mm. Wh- I don't even know where to go with this. Okay. Like, there's there's so much happening, and they're trying so hard to put John McClane in like the same situations. Like, so, yes. so we find out. Uh. We find out that like because 
There's uh, oh fucking the the senator that just passed away recently, uh, Fred, Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson mm-hmm. plays uh, air traffic controller. That's right. And uh, and so what's going on is like there's a huge snowstorm that's taken over the whole eastern seaboard, mm-hmm. and oh we got to redirect planes here and this and that and whatever. Uh, and then we find out that like the tower can't communicate with the planes anymore. That William Sadler and his mm-hmm. team have taken that ability away from them and uh, are holding planes hostage without the planes actually knowing it. The only mm. people that know that these planes are being used as bargaining chips are the people on the ground. Right. Uh, and they've done this by uh, cutting the one crucial wire that leads from an old church <laughs> to the uh, the main port. Well, that's the, the main a, port, the airport. Every, every airport has a church <laughs> exactly. on the outskirts. And then they've also been able to, within a matter of... on the of, edge of the beacon. <laughs> with a, within a matter of hours, been able to construct an entire fucking air traffic control center in this church. Like, they've got all the equipment. Oh, yeah. They've got uh, some guys who know how to hook what, all that stuff up, what, apparently. What I love is that they're actually, like, still keeping track of the locations of the planes. Like Yavin style, like yes, with the little with light the little, pens. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't think you need to do that. 1990. I love how computers were portrayed mm-hmm. in the movies in like the late 80s. Who knew? Nobody knew how to work computers. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is such a sloppy movie, Joel. It really is. And and it doesn't count. Like you, you mentioned, they, they go to great lengths to put him in the same situations. He even comments on He's it. How's the same shit happen to the same guy twice? All right. Listen, just because you call attention to it and, and, and let your main character talk about how much of a coincidence it, it is yeah, does not uh, alleviate you uh, of the responsibility of explaining why we're in this situation exactly. again. It's a cop-out. It is a cop To out. have a freaking character say stuff like that. How the same shit happened to the same guy twice? A movie that Bruce Willis would then go on to star in <laughs> and years then, later. And then it's, how does it cop-out? Cop That's out, right. Yeah. And then now it's, and it's funny because Ben Stiller, the Ben Stiller show, they did a bit where they made fun of this. And it was like, how's the same shit happen to the same guy 29 times? <laughs> <laughs> and this was after they just did two movies. Yeah. Uh, and now you look at it and Die Hard's got like four sequels. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And I, yeah, they were showing the fifth one on TV. Which one, fifth Live Free one? or Die Hard? Or A Good Day to Die the Hard? The one with the guy from the most recent Terminator film playing his son. Yep. Yeah, Good Day to Die Hard, where I, they go to Russia. Yeah, and yeah. the whole time, John McClane's like, I'm on vacation. It's like, no, you're not. You went specifically to go save your son. <laughs> you know, we, we, I guess we're about 20 minutes into it, and nothing had happened yet. Uh, whereas, at least with this film, they jump right into the action. Oh, immediately. Almost immediately. Someone get ki- they get killed in a church. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the, not even that, but I mean, like, John McCain. 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 John McCain gets thrown <laughs> in a box. Oh, John McClane uh, starts hunting down guys for no reason. Like, if I oh, were yeah. his wife, I would be the, in the luggage just, section. Just let it go. Like, I know you're going to see stuff. You're a cop. When you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But fucking try to turn it off for the holidays, please. Well, and then he goes over and he tries to tell a, a cop what's going on. It turns out to be the guy that gave him a ticket. And because of that, he's not going to fucking warn the authorities. Right. What? <laughs> I saw. I saw. Uh, I saw Santa. Yeah. And his reindeer. Um, I want to talk about the dude uh, from NYPD Blue. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz, who plays Carmine... Lorenzo. Carmine Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the most despicable... How frustrating. Fr- exactly. I, the way that they handled this character is so irresponsible and so mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I've used that a couple times now on this podcast alone, but like they just... He's... He's the idiot that never gets any redemption. Um, like he's he's an idiot because he's fat, and maybe I'm sensitive to it because I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they have this moment where like 
He's just trying to keep like I I can I I almost sympathize for this character mm-hmm. because like this motherfucker has a lot of shit he needs to take care of. He's got a lot of stuff like a lot of stuff going on. He's got and he lists it all. He's like I got this going on. I got this going on. I got this going on. I cannot fucking be on top of all this at all times. Mm-hmm. And I know the 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 atmosphere of this movie, the climate of this movie is to be like fuck this guy. Yeah. And it's like okay, no He's got shit he needs to take care of. He's oh, responsible for You were for a sympathetic lot. to his his plight. I was a little sympathetic oh, to Oh, I him. wasn't at all. I was way on board with the no, fuck this guy. I eventually He's not was even listening. Um and he does have a little redemption at the end when he he rips up the speeding ticket that John McClane got he, from his cousin he, or his brother forget or whatever. About it. Yeah. It's Christmas. But right off the bat, like he's not even listening to his he's got a sour puss on because this guy's a a, a hero. He's Carmine Lorenzo. <laughs> he is Carmine and Lorenzo. And you know what? No matter how much of a jerk you are to someone, does not fuck it. Okay. When John McClane comes in there and he's got that fucking rifle. Or the, the machine gun, and he just starts firing oh the blanks. One, he's dead. I was John McClane gets fucking you killed. Were, you were surrounded by cops. They all have their guns drawn, and le- everybody waits for him to finish firing and to, <laughs> for him to explain that they're just blanks. Yeah. No, he would have been unloaded on so quickly. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a bad call. Can you imagine that, that new story? Hero, Nakatomi hero cop killed <laughs> right, at Dulles Airport. By his own. And then wife crashes in plane. Oh. Double tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, hey, where was the Yippie Kaye motherfucker? Was it in here? Yeah, when, I, when I, he puts the uh, the the flame on the oh, with the, the very ends as the gasoline's going up. How did I miss and, that? And guys, I was waiting for fire it. doesn't work this way. No, fire <laughs> does not. Fire does not work this climb, way. Well, first of all, I don't know that it's going to travel faster. <laughs> Than a plane that is taking off, maybe uh, I don't know. I'm no physicist. No, but uh, they get they get physics wrong a couple of times in this movie. Oh, what's the other time? The fucking the the, the ejector seat in the plane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Part of the reason why ejector seats work in the air, guys, is because of the pressure pulls you out. It, mm, mm, the pressure right. pulls you out of the plane. Uh, it's not just like a fucking Looney Tunes. It does have a fucking spring. Wiley Coyote pulls a lever <laughs> called Acme, flying into the air. Also, um, I don't think you get enough air enabled uh, and are able to pull the parachute and have it uh, inflate. Yeah, in- no, 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 inflate, deflate, whatever, it, it, whatever parachutes do, it, flare out um, and slow you down before you hit the ground. There it you expands. Go. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, he, this guy's just launched a mile <laughs> into the air. Right into the camera in a in a bit of bad CG. It's not even CG. It's uh they're doing the old it, composite. Yeah, it's a bad you. composite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I keep reaching for a beer that isn't the, open. <laughs> right? Why don't you open it it's up? It's calling here. to me. Oh, you got one. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There you go. Right there. A little bit of beer opening music, Paul. So, so I like. <laughs> How is that over there, Dave? <laughs> Pretty good. <boy. laughs> you need help with that? There it is. Ah, delicious. Back. I don't always drink beer during the podcast. But when I do, it's Dos Equis. That's right. <laughs> um, I thought there were some great a- there were some great action sequences in this movie. Though. I'll agree. Uh, I loved the snowmobile chase. Yeah. That was really fun. Uh, the, even the, the the fist fight, like the gunfight when he gets to the church, when he puts the fucking icicle in the guy's fucking... Oh my God, that was so jarring. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to watch, man. Yeah. Takes it in the eye. And you know that gave a whole bunch of fucking bad people like the wrong idea. ideas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Like, oh, uh, I could kill someone with water that. Can and there's kill. no, there's no evidence. That's right. Um, it just melts. It does like my heart <laughs> watching this movie. It just melted my heart. No. Um. I. 
I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like the the plot of this movie was convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they could have simpled it down and it just be like this Colonel Stewart guy, almost like The Rock. I feel like The Rock is a more successful version of Die Hard 2, where this guy, this military, former military, he's trying to make a statement, you know, but then he surrounds himself with the wrong people. Even though that movie's still kind of a mess, it's yeah. one of my favorite Michael Bay it's films. It's a beautiful mess. Uh and I think that they handled some of the motivations better than in this. And mm-hmm. had it just been like Colonel Stewart is trying to make a statement. Something is going on and he's trying to make a statement. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of surrounded by the wrong people. We didn't need to have this Esperanza fucking guy thrown in. We didn't need to have the Grant character thrown in. Yeah. It was too much. There's too much shit going on. And I, I'm, I'm fine with it if it all makes sense. But I still don't understand why... Stuart was, uh, I can't say Stuart without thinking, what are you doing here? <laughs> why, why he is so loyal? Like, I, all I need is a line where he finally meets Esperanza and, and he says something like, the, you know, the funds will be transferred to your account by the end of it. Well, I hope so because I'm not doing this for the glory. I'm you not, know, I'm not, yeah. Just something so that we have some sort of motive. We never got that. Uh, no. Same thing with Amos. Uh, Amos? John Amos. John Amos, yeah. yeah. Um, Good time. Anytime. Uh, you no, Grant is the character's name. We never get why he's on in the gig and why it was necessary for them to pull this double ruse. Like, yeah. if if their he plan just, plays him and his out, guys could have just joined Stewart's team. Well, think about it. If their plan goes according to plan, there's nobody ever finds out, and there's no need to call in this. I, I guess yeah. they had him like as a safeguard in case he they was, get busted. He was a safeguard. It doesn't make sense. But that's what, what I'm saying is okay. Then the country knows you're a traitor. Like, instead, right. just don't fucking be a part of it. That or just make them part of his team. Mm-hmm. Instead, make John Amos, like, the second in command. It was like Crimson Tide, where, like, yeah. John Amos starts to kind of question or he's kind of motivating and pushing uh, Colonel Stewart to do things, to, to be kind of, you know, hey, no, do this. You need to prove a point. Mm-hmm. You know, make John Amos kind of like Colonel Stewart's mentor. Yeah. Like, like oh, I, I learned under him. He was my, he was my whatever. Yeah. And now he's a part of it. It's, it still includes these characters, but it makes it far less convoluted mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a little bit neater of a film. Yeah. So, ooh, ooh, speaking of being neater, um, in the first Die Hard, uh, John McClane had the limo driver who was kind of uh, along very, for the ride, literally. fast, <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but hey, then Marv. ends up coming to his aid. Um, and in this film, he's got a couple of those. He's got that black air traffic controller guy yeah. with the list. It's the beacon. Yeah. <laughs> they use the fire. They use the motherfucking the fire. fire. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> um, and then he's got the old, the old crazy guy who kind of helps him Marv. go underground. I'm Marv. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there was somebody else. There was the, the news lady. There's the news lady. What's her name? Uh, Samantha Coleman. Pink reporter. bitch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's I know. like, whoa, that's a little. And you know, I have a visceral re- reaction anytime I see somebody, because remember her, that uh, that one guy like takes the camera, like puts and his hand in front of the camera. On it. He touches the lens yeah. and he pushes it away. Yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> you never do that. Never touch a man's lens. <laughs> I, I, uh, that I would, I will. Never I touch will a black man's radio. <laughs> punch a guy. You punch your guy. That's right. <laughs> I'm you, so apoplectic, you, I didn't know what to say. You punch your big guy. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just made me angry, because I've had that happen before. Like, ah, you don't touch the equipment. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Touch me in the shoulder the or something. equipment touches you. Or just ask. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, <laughs> equipment uh, touches you. Yeah. Uh, so so what, was, what was the, like, they were going to fly Colonel Stewart. Mm-hmm. Where? 
I don't know. They they talk about going to some island. They're going to go on, on holiday after this, right? On holiday, man. <laughs> so here's the thing, guys, with planes. <laughs> planes are... <laughs> Planes are pretty easy to track. Yeah, exactly. In <laughs> Especially fact, when they're big military planes. I didn't see anybody go through that thing with a fine-tooth comb, making sure there wasn't some sort of tracer already on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a fucking couple of uh, F twenty two fighters like on your wings I the love, minute you take off, right? I love when the band of terrorists are like buckling themselves into like the liner, <laughs> the jet yeah. liner. I'm yeah. Like, Maybe you guys should take up like some tactical positions or something. Yep. Instead, they're all like lighting cigars and just like, all right, here dude. We go. So much smoking in this movie. There's a lot of smoke. John McClane, like, there's just there's a shot early on where he's in the airport just openly smoking, uh, and we see him like, talking to somebody who's on the phone and he's got a cigarette and he hangs up and puts a cigarette out. The next shot literally he's is a white shot of him relighting another. <laughs> just like, dude, you just fucking finished one. Because he's an action star, man. That's right. Back then, Daddy Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. He must stogies. Uh, this fucking guy, he, he's, he's smoking all over the place mm. and then doesn't he like throw the cigarette down on the ground and just like stomp yeah, it out? Yeah. Be- <laughs> I don't, I, they're not nary an ashtray in this film is seen. Uh, also, uh, a, uh, a minor quibble I had was, um, so when, when, when the, the dick guy, the, the reporter the who's Thornburg. on the plane, who puts it all together, he's got his guy who's got, uh, somehow you're able to, um, uh, tune in. With some uh, audio equipment into the uh, tune into the fucking cockpit, the frequency that the that cockpit should, is that using be against the law. That's uh, I'm pretty sure he's breaking a couple of FA, FAA, FCC, FAA, FAA, and FCC. That's probably. right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. FCAC. <laughs> Easy as one, two, three. Um, <laughs> What's the time? So, so when he's got it all figured out, and he's he's calling back That's home nice for doing. the ten o'clock news. I got you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Is uh, is you know, hey, but put me on the air. I got a story here, and he's locked himself in the lavatory, on the uh, on the the airplane there. In in the year 2016, Joe. In the year 2016. Does the 10 o'clock news drop everything and 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 go right to a guy on a phone with no images or pictures? There's no. Well, Facebook now we would have feed. pictures and images because we have iPhones. I feel like even back then we'd be like, this sounds like a great story. Keep rolling on it. We'll use it tomorrow when we have I, the end of the story. You don't think so? It's, it is the holidays, and news is usually pretty slow over the holidays. And he's able to get a steady. And he's over phone? Washington D.C. That's true. You know, I mean, think about 9/11. You had, you yeah, had. And right. I, I don't want to be that guy in this podcast, but you've got a hijacked airplane. Yeah. Uh, several planes that are in danger you've of got crashing on board. over the. Fucking nation's capital. All right. So I think they would. I think if this was happening over like fucking Omaha, mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah, maybe maybe not. not so much. It just seems uh, odd that he's able to have uh, that stable of a phone connection uh, in oh, yeah. 1990. Well, that's the science fiction. And then part also of this that movie. Uh, they have nothing to go on. But we're going to listen to our TV at the mm-hmm. 10 o'clock news. That's the science fiction of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see any reason why John McClane had to take a fucking ventilation shaft to get to the skywalk. He went to the ventilation shaft. He went to the ventilation shaft. <laughs> he didn't have to do that to get to the skywalk, but mm-hmm. he does. We just needed in to. time to try to save the Joe. The the SWAT team mm-hmm. and there's the beacon. He that did guy. it because <laughs> because we had to recreate every moment from the first film. And that is uh, that is iconic as far as it, in part three did they finally do away from that like trying to recreate all of the moments yeah. from Die Hard yeah good that's what I that's what I love you like about part three Die Hard three I think Die Hard three is the best sequel is this, that they had. is the Die Hard franchise like the Star Trek franchise where every other film is good nope when did that stop that stopped after three. No, yeah. <laughs> but there's only been five. Oh, because five would be good. Yeah, if, I mean four was decent. I liked four. Four was decent. It was a good plot. Horrible villain. 
I know really you said bad that, villain, Timothy Oliphant. But for the most part, a, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do love the part where they go visit like Kevin Smith's character. Yeah, him and Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, and like Bruce Willis starts like talking shit. John McClane's talking shit, and like Kevin Smith's like, "Who is this man?" Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it, oh, God. Fuck it, I lost my train of thought oh, with what, what I was going to do. I was asking um, every other film. No, no, it's one and three. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I do love in that sequence when they're in the Skywalk portion. Where John McClane's down and he's been fighting these guys, and like so the dude's like walking over to him, he's like, "I'm gonna kick your fucking ass." Yeah. And John McClane manages to turn on the conveyor, the, the belt, people mover, and the dude like stops. <laughs> like what? It's just, you're you're a hardened soldier, hardened soldier, but like and you get the jarred thing, by <laughs> the thing moves, and he's like an <gasps> escalator, and still can't beat John McClane before yeah. he gets the fucking. Who is gun. motionless, lying on the ground with his arm outstretched? It's obvious he's waiting for the gun to just appear in his hand. <laughs> that was his Empire Strikes Back moment. Can't even run it where down. He's like, Let's, yep, let's play Star force. Wars. You be the Wampa. That's my lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, another thing that bugged me, uh, Joe, I, I mentioned Sully earlier. So uh, near the, the climax, we're on the plane. John McClane is uh, on the wing fighting uh, William Sadler, Stewart. <laughs> and then Grant. And then Grant. Yeah. And uh, I, I, oh, no, he starts off with Grant, right? Oh, right. And that's then, right. And then John Stewart. So he starts off with Grant. Stewart comes up. The guy. <laughs> <John Stewart>. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible fighter. That would be that'd be the worst villain exactly. of any movie ever. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's, he's fighting Grant um, and pushes him over, and Grant gets sucked into the engine, right? And then we see that shot on the other end where yeah. like blood spurts out. Uh-huh. So thinking again, I think to that Sully, would destroy the engine. Actually, thank you. Where how does one bird take down an entire plane <laughs> where, where Sully is forced to land? But, but one big John Amos. Yeah, exactly. And nobody feels it on board. The no. engine continues to whir and is able to take off uh-huh. afterwards. Oh yeah, and they're no. still like smoking. They're like, ah, this is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 mm. no, no, no. Uh, the um, I, I thought you were gonna talk about the fact that like when John McClane blows up the plane. Mm-hmm. And everybody just starts landing on the same, like, landing strip. Oh, oh my God, yes, at the end. It's like, <laughs> oh, we can see it. Okay, so there's, what, what did we set up earlier? That there's a dozen, yeah, a baker's dozen yeah, planes, that are, planes circling, that are circling, that are in the air, all about to run out of fuel. Stack them, back them, and rack them. They're able to, sh- <laughs> I love fucking Fred Thompson. <laughs> he has so many, like, um, just w- one-liners. Like, he talks like, plane's going to crash. Fucking Wilford Brimley. It won't be a bash. Yeah. <laughs> And Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. <laughs> um, I prefer to call it liverbetes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's twelve planes. Diabetes. The first one is the first one is able to land because it follows the trail of yeah. fire that the exploded plane, <laughs> which is left. obviously safe. Yeah, it's I know. Not like they haven't even de-iced these fucking landing <laughs> right. zones. Well, you know, dire situation. I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. Yeah, okay. But what is unbelievable is that we're supposed to believe that 12 planes <laughs> are all just going to come down this They're just fucking one. parallel parking on this one. Run- one uh, no, you've flown before. You know when oh, you yeah. land. Yeah. The next thing you do is take a turn left or turn right. They have to... W- you got to get off of that fucking runway because the it's next plane another is coming. Plane's coming, and it's and especially on ice and snow, it's not going to be able to stop. It's not. They show them in succession. You see three planes, oh, like yeah. just a quarter of a mile apart. Never mind the debris of the exploded plane yeah. that's probably out there too. Yeah, maybe we need to fucking call in the police because this is now a fucking 
a homicide situation. Like yeah. we're gonna have to investigate. We're gonna have to find bodies and like <laughs> sift through rubble of a plane full of terrorists that have just been that just exploded. Now we're gonna have planes like just <laughs> piled up on rolling over dead bodies. <laughs> like I really wanted there to be a cutaway shot of that of like you know one of uh. the fucking terrorists like the rest of Esperanza like he's trying to crawl away <laughs> and like, the plane just I'm not comes dead in yet. <laughs> it just rolls over him. I wanted there to be like a Blues Brothers like a plane pileup. <laughs> they just crash into each other, flying into each other and over each other. <laughs> one of them has That's a big great. like megaphone on top of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's constantly falling. Uh, uh, good stuff. So Die Hard. I felt like John McClane wasn't close to being as charismatic in this movie. No, he wasn't close to being as clever in this movie. Mm-hmm. At least not convincingly clever. He has this one line that he asks Carmine when he's pissed off at Carmine because he's not listening to him, and he's like, "What sets off the metal detectors first?" The, the lead in your ass or the shit in your brains? And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe this is like speaking to how unintelligent I am. I feel like it's the dumbest fucking line. Yeah, because like, clearly the answer is... Uh, the lead in your the ass. lead, right? Yeah. yeah. What, does shit have metal in it? Like, is it... Well, I, and I'm sincerely asking you right now, is there like no, a metal content of shit I, that, like, I mean, that's going to set off metal not enough to set, otherwise we would all set it off. So we have we all have shit inside have of us, shit. Joe. We are all made of shit. You have poo in you right now. And the minute <laughs> and you I'm get rid of that like poo, Winnie the Pooh butt fucking me. <laughs> Poo's inside you right now. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Sound like Jar Jar Binks. I have a rumbly in my tumbly. Oh, ew. Sound like Jar Jar. Uh, Did you see yeah. the uh, Han Solo versus Jar Jar short film? By the way. <laughs> the Air Force One thing. Yes. Oh my god! Get off my plane. <laughs> well, done. Uh, well done. Yeah. No. So, so yeah, there was there was that stuff. It was mm. that John, like, where uh, where he's having his talk with Al, and Al's like, "Ooh, you having one of those feelings again?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh man, when you start getting one of those feelings, insurance companies go out of business." <laughs> like you guys have had like one like. Really? Like, is he that like reckless of a? Cop? I know, unlucky. No, yeah, he, he was in, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time the first time. Just one time at this point. Just one time. Yeah, we don't know what his career was like beforehand. Right. Yeah, I just I don't know. No. <laughs> I Joe, don't. what did this uh, what did this film do right? I thought that it looked good. It I, does look good. It's I not bad. The, I thought the movie looked good. A, I thought a slight it, step up from the first one. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. Or sideways. I think at least. I still I still think that the first one looks better. Um... I like the, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, okay, so I like the claustrophobic feel of the first one. Yeah. And I, I think that there's a weird, like, symmetry to the first one that fits, like, a Christmas story, too, hmm. where this one doesn't quite do it. Uh, so I thought this movie looked good. I thought it had some good action sequences. That's about all I can give this movie, because... It's trying very hard to replicate that chemistry of what was the first Die Hard, yep. and it's not succeeding. It's it's coming across like uh, you know like what someone it, who's trying too hard. It like, reminds me of uh, in Groundhog. Not to cut you off, but uh, no, the perfect do. analogy in Groundhog's Day uh, near the end, where Bill Murray uh, has has a great date night with uh, what's her name? Annie McDowell. Annie McDowell, soulless Annie McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Um, <laughs> you made me this way. We're going to go on a date. <laughs> Here's um, your milk. What? Oh, from uh, Clockwork he, Yeah, he drinks yeah. the milk in um, th- 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 They go on that one great date, and then, of course, yeah, if you've seen Groundhog's Day, spoiler alert, time resets. 
and he spends the next day trying to recreate that moment where, where they're making the snowman and then the kids show up and they're doing the snowball fight and it just never feels right yeah. and she kind of feels that it's forced uh-huh. and he's like anticipating everything that's about to right. happen and oh he's like, kids you crazy yeah. kids with your snowballs yeah that's how this feels. That's, That's what this really good. Thank That's you. a really good an- Thank analogy. You. I'm glad I interrupted you for that. What did you think that this movie did right? Uh, I, I think for a two-hour movie, it moves along at a fairly brisk pace. Like you said, that we start right off with an action sequence, and we're, the, the plot is moving along. The body count is ever rising, um, and it, it 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 it's it's never boring. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, what did this movie do wrong? Um, again, I need a little more motive. I need a little more story. Why is all this happening? It's not enough for me to just be like, bad guys are doing bad things and a good guy has to save them. Uh I want something a little more interesting because otherwise there's been a hundred movies that are like this. There have been TV movies that are better than this. The plot to the first one is incredible. It's really good. Like, There's nothing really... Honestly, Like, there wasn't anything bigger or grander. Like, They never claimed to be... Except for when they were on the phone, they're like, we want you to free these people. What they were doing was buying themselves time because mm-hmm. they were simply fucking robbing the place. Yeah. That's it. It was just, a, it was a caper. They were stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. That was all that was going on. And then in this movie, they did the opposite, where it's like, they tried to make it look simple, but there was something bigger going on. And then... And then they, they bit off more than they could chew with that. Right. Uh, what I thought this movie did wrong, two words. Rennie fucking Harlan. Oh, not a fan of the director. I'm huh? not a fan of the director at all. And I think that that I think part of the problem with this movie, with it trying to be so much stuff and be pre- and to present so much stuff, I think is th- it's what he chose to try to tell. Hmm. The story he chose to tell in this was it was too convoluted. And as a director, you should be able to understand like, oh, we don't need all that. We need to pull that stuff back. And I understand a lot of that's also done in the editing room, but. He's got control of that kind of stuff. We're talking 1989, 1990. Yeah. He's got the control of that. Uh, and I think that his vision was weak. All right. I'll give you that. Well, he probably fact, didn't have, he much, didn't of a have much of a vision since it's basically a retelling of the first fucking yeah. movie. He seems like he was a hired hand on that one. Yeah. But he's done some better films. Long Kiss Goodnight. Have you seen that one? I'm trying to pull up his IMDb page here. What was that? That was Samuel L. Jackson and Gina Davis? Yes, it was. That one wasn't bad. See, you coming around the corner. got time to comb your hand shit. There's something kind of sexy about a woman saying, suck my dick. Yeah. I was kind of like, and I hate admitting that, but there's something kind of sexy (laughs) about Gina Davis saying that. With the blonde hair, short crop blonde hair. That was a good movie. I'll give you that. That was good. It's fun. Um, All right. So if we were going to remake Die Hard 2, Mm -hmm. Die Harder, (laughs) how would we do that? I recast a lot of folks here, actually. So we're going to have to blow through this. It looks like I did nine. I did seven. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom then, if you don't mind. Seven of your nine. Do you? (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Because I'm not sure if you did uh, Samantha Coleman, the reporter. Nope. Uh, well, my uh, recast for her is a uh, Rachel Dratch because I thought she, she looked, looked just like just her. like fucking, fucking a good, blonde, man. skinnier, taller Rachel Dratch. That is a good bit of casting right there. I'm not even going to try to touch this. Good. All right, so. you probably didn't even uh, try to do Barnes, the black uh, air traffic controller with the lisp. Nope. Well, uh, I'm going to go with another. There's uh, your beacon. <laughs> the, f- the youth of fucking fire. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with another SNL alum, Tim Meadows, but only if he does his ladies' man. Ladies' man? His lith voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the plinth of all the hijack. Oh, man. my God. That would be so great. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. So we got a situation, and we've only got about five minutes to tell you. So um, <laughs> planes might start crashing. <laughs> And that's going to be bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. 
So who do you have after that? How about Dennis Franz as Carmine, Carmine Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Yep, Lorenzo. I've got Kevin James. Oh, nice. Playing Paul, this role. Paul Blart, air control. <laughs> yes, he'll be just running around on a Segway. <laughs> on a Segway. Well, I mean, honestly, Paul Blart is a send up of Die Hard too. The first one was like it was like Die Hard in a mall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, Nick Offerman just from that's the look good. alone. <laughs> How about... Uh... I can tell you right now, it's the shit in my brains <laughs> sets off the metal detector. How about... Uh, what, what do you, what's next on your list? Let's go with you. Grant. Oh, John okay. Amos character. John Amos? Uh, I phoned it in with Sam Jackson. I did the same thing. Hey, there you go. Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. as Grant. Okay, how about Esperanza? General Esperanza? General Esperanza for me, Michael Peña. Ooh, a little young. This to is be where I start to role, go huh? into a theme, though. Oh, like right. the first one, the Kevin James bit, not part of it. I was just looking for a, a sloppy fat person. Uh, are you doing a? Oh, I don't want to spoil it. But I no, you can do it. Go ahead. You doing a uh, Marvel? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, I went with. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Dosekis I'm drinking. I'd like to see the most interesting <laughs> man alive. The former most interesting. That's man. right. They have a new guy who kind of looks like uh, Adam Driver. <laughs> fucked that guy, and then they had this kid. But I like the look of him. He's like tall and lanky and. And he's, he's this generation's the most interesting man <laughs> alive. Funny. But for this, uh, for the purpose of this film, General Esperanza. Okay. The Dos Equis spoke. Uh, who do we go want to go with next? Colonel uh, Stewart or Dick Thornburg? Oh, oh yeah. Let's do Dick Thornburg. Uh, okay. William Atherton. Okay. Uh, you want somebody smarmy? I do want someone smarmy. But a little uh, sympathetic. Um, I went with David Spade. Smarmathetic. Smarmathetic. <laughs> you went with David Spade? Yeah. There's nothing sympathetic about David Spade. Oh, I kind of liked him. I went with uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, interesting! Oh, I love when he plays asshole. Uh huh. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. He does. He, well, especially when he does like the sarcastic asshole. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. I have Colonel Stewart next. Stewart. Uh, See, now that you know my theme, I want to know if you like. Do you want to try to guess? Oh shit! Yeah. Who uh, wait, who did you just do? I just did uh, Dick Thornburg, Paul Rudd. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, you went and you went man. with David hmm. Spade. Okay, so you're, who are we doing now? We're doing uh, William Colonel hmm. Stewart, William Sadler. Huh? Did you go Bucky? No. Oh. Who'd you go? Jeremy Renner. Ah, uh, oh, dude, that's great. Uh-huh. Yes, because he's he can play a bad a good, guy. A good foil there. Mm-hmm. Who's your Colonel Stewart? I went with uh, Michael Shannon. Love him. Yeah, he's great and creepy oh and my imposing. God. Man, we got to do premium rush on this fucking podcast. It's it's on my list. We seriously have to do that. We will do it someday. Uh, all right, Holly McLean is who I have next. Okay, uh, that is going to be played by Scarlett Johansson. I thought you'd go that way. I went to uh, Amelia Clark. From a Game like, of Thrones I like fame. That. I like mm-hmm. that. I want to see either one of them in the weird, like, <laughs> Bonnie Bedelia, like, high shoulder pad. Oh, yes. <laughs> that 80s. Yes. Creating angles with shoulder pads Ugh. and belts. I kind of like that her character was a little more of a badass in this film. Or at least she was just over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She went from the damsel in distress of the first one to uh, she's not putting up with, with dick shit. I st- <laughs> dick shit. <laughs> That's the name of my metal band. <laughs> dick shit. Dick shit. That sounds like painful. It sounds so painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And so rounding it out, John McClane. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who I did when we talked about Die Hard the first time, mm. but I went with Chris Evans. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Because Captain America. Why not? Why not? Um, well, I, I chose uh, Amelia Clark as Holly McCain. McClane. Damn, I keep doing that again. <laughs> um, Lock her up in the box with me, too. And my John McClane, you may not know the actor by name. His name is Alden Ehrenrich, but you'll be able to see him uh, in 2018, I believe, May of 2018, when he plays Han Solo, young Han Solo, alongside Amelia Clark in the uh, Star Wars 
anthology. Is Amelia Clark going to be in that? She is in oh, that I had film. No idea. Along with uh, Don, is it Donnie or Danny? I always get the Danny Glovers confused. It's Donnie Glover, Donald Glover, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's playing the young Orlando. Man, I don't like that casting. Uh, really? Yeah. Everybody was effusive. That's like perfect casting. Xavier Woods. Uh, Xavier Woods. Person up. Let's I see think would is. be the perfect Lando. Well, if your did internet you ever has see, come yeah, back. Did you ever see my uh, my Facebook uh, picture, I've, I my have profile seen. picture that says it's new best friends and it's me and that wrestler? Oh, Xavier yes. Woods. I think that guy would be awesome. Oh, that would be nice. As a young Lando. Does he have the acting chops though? I don't know. I don't care. Well, they're, going, they're casting by acting chops. He's a wrestler. Chops, He's right? on TV every week. So no. Is what you're saying. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you remember Hulk Hogan in No Holds Barred? Yes. Brilliant. What about The Rock? <laughs> the Rock's okay. What's that smell? <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> Dookie. Listen yeah. to our No Holds Barred episode from uh, June of... Was but it make sure you watch year? No Holds Barred. No, no. It wasn't no. this bad. It was you last know, if you year. want to watch it, I'll give you my VHS copy that was gifted to me. <laughs> Slash. Uh, forced uh, upon yes. me. <laughs> uh, Director on this? Uh, the Russo brothers. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I went with John Favreau. John Favreau is great. One of my favorite director. Man, I am so excited about the fucking Spider-Man movie. Yeah, like, I, I love that trailer. I think it's a fun trailer, and it's what I good. love, what I love about it, and I know people have been giving it shit, but like, fucking Peter, Peter Parker, go, yeah, a little bit when they found out the casting of like Mary Jane and stuff, or oh, because Gwen she's Stacey. black. Yeah, and my whole Fuck thing is off, the everybody. guy goes to high school in fucking Queens. He's the only white guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm going to tell you, like, if you don't have any experience with New York. That's a good point. You're, you're a kid going to school in Queens and you're white. You're the minority. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I'm going to I'm gonna cut it some slack because that is the first thing that they've gotten right in yeah. one of these Spider-Man 2016, movies. folks. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I think it looks so fun. Yeah. And I think they're capturing the perfect spirit. This is what I want out of a Spider-Man movie. It's mm-hmm. about a fucking kid who's, like, had a taste of the excitement adventure. You should crave, should not, I these crave not these things. But uh, but he's like, I like what they're showing me in the trailer. I'm really digging it. I love the bits with with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I love that this is married to the Marvel Studios, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. That whole bit where he like leans over <laughs> yes. and he's like, I'm, I'm not, not hugging, I'm not you. hugging <laughs> you. I'm trying to get the door. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, no, Classic I'm RDJ. Super fucking excited about this movie. Good. Uh, and I'm hoping that this sets the precedent and that other studios will fall in line and be like, hey. Maybe we should fucking let them do some stuff with our yeah. Fantastic Four. They franchise. seem to be the only ones who know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's let them mess with our X Men franchise. Yeah. Let's give them our Batman franchise. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> when Disney buys DC, yeah, that's going to be the fucking craziest thing ever. It'll just own everything. Yeah, it could happen. It could. Uh, no, that's not. You don't think happen. that could ever happen? On the limb. No. No. I think, I think pride. Too much pride. It's pride. Fuck pride. <laughs> pride only hurts. Uh, okay, what the fuck were we going to do? Oh, if you've got any thoughts about... Yes. Man, I went into this whole Spider-Man thing. If you've got any thoughts about Die Hard 2 or Rogue, Rogue One... One uh, or Spider-Man. Or, or, or Spider-Man or Pulp Fiction, because I referenced it. <laughs> uh, or any other references. No whole stars. <laughs> we saying, go ahead and tell us about it on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook in the search bar. Uh, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Click on that, and you can talk back to us. Let us know all your thoughts. If you've got ideas for movies that you'd like for us to watch in the mm-hmm. future. i got a few. You could put, i got a few. Um, yeah, you could you could put those there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. Not the edit bay. Not editing bay. Edit editingbay.com. Can God, I fuck that up? You were you were on a roll there for a second. <sighs> Whatever. Editingbay.com, you can go there. Um Whatever. You, f- you find links. <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> what? What, what way? What way? 
You can go there and find uh, links to uh, all of our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. We're looking for the 200th follower. Um, we, we blew past the 150. I think we're in the high 160s now. Uh, so in 2017, we're going to see 200, and you too will win a uh, a lovely prize of my choosing. We're going to give a prize to you too. That's right. <laughs> going to give Bono his voice back. Bono, um, I've got this editing bay T-shirt. <laughs> um, and uh, editing bay. Yeah. Another thing you'll be able to find <laughs> on the web website on editingbay.com <laughs> in the coming uh, days. Um, it, we are uh, fast approaching the we're end of married. 2016. That's right. <laughs> Joel and I, I are have getting proposed. Married. We're eloping. We're running off to Hawaii together. Um, it's out of the bag now. Yes. No. Um, and into Joel's mouth. We, <laughs> we're, we're, come on. <laughs> it's a bad joke. Um, it's our our annual our annual now. Um, uh, Eddie Eddie Awards. The Eddie Awards. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm trying to think of the year because we always fuck up the year because it's 2016 it's, now. I think it's. But we call them the, like the 2017 Eddie Awards because yeah. technically it will be the first episode of 2017. Of the, first, yeah, of the new year. Uh, and you, uh, dear listeners, get to choose who will be the winners of said Eddie Awards. We have all sorts of categories. If you recall from last year, uh, we have you know best recast ensemble, best uh, musical moments, uh, best impersonation, usually done by Joe. Best guest host. We've had a few guest hosts, and we'll continue to have guest Did hosts we have on the any show this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a few enough to round out our our category. You know, we had Sarah and Jenna. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Jenna, and um, there's a few more other ones in there. I think I think uh, didn't Jeff Earnshaw help out on an episode? Yes, he did. Before while I was in the, yeah. while I was in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe we'll have one next week. Who knows? Ooh. But um, yes, uh, look for that in the coming days on editingbay.com and also on our Facebook page. You'll be able to vote on uh, all of the categories there and then hear the winners. Our first episode of 2017 will be the 2017 Eddie Awards. Woo! Um, all right, guys. If you uh, you get us on your Apple device, pull up the podcasting app. And uh, in that little search function, put in the editing bay like you did with Facebook. And uh, that's going to bring up our show. Click on that or tap on it, whatever, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Would love for you to do that. That helps us grow the show. That's right. We've only been doing this for like half a decade now, and we still <laughs> want you to help us grow the show. Uh, and the way you do that, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, if you've got what you love about the show, like the thing that you really look forward to, let us know about that. Um, and if you have some criticism, that's cool. We take criticism. Just make sure you make it five stars. That's, that's all we ask. And then share it with your friends so they can enjoy this as well. And if you don't have an Apple device, you've got a, an Android, I've got good news for you. There are these two apps, Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic. <gasps> Download those. You could search the iTunes library and find us and subscribe there as well. And thank you. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do next week, bud? Well, next is that going to be the Eddies, or do we have another? No, no, no. Movie? We've got we've got a couple of weeks for that. Uh, so we still have one more. I'm like, what day is it? One more episode. Um, this will be our post Christmas episode, uh, the last one of 2016. Yeah. Um, and this was a suggestion from my brother, actually. Hey. Uh, because he's taught heard us talk about the uh, speaking of, of comic book movies. He's so fun. He's so great. I wish yeah. you didn't hate him as much as what you did. You say that every time. It's not true. Um, <laughs> don't believe his lies. Uh, he suggested that uh, we, we well he, he suggested that we talk about all of the the Batman films from the 80s the Michael Keaton era uh, we're gonna narrow that down what about a the bit. Batmans though <laughs> 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 what about the Batmans though but I think we're going to uh, focus focus our ire on uh, on one of them maybe not the worst but uh, and maybe Definitely a guilty pleasure of some of our definitely not the best um, but um, Batman Forever 
is uh, one where you really start to see the wheels kind of come off of that wagon. You start to see the seams. That's right. In Catwoman's uh, it's like It's like someone turned on the lights in It's a Small World. Or, oh, yeah. Or one of like, those Disney oh, rides where you're like, oh, that's all that's... It uh. looks much faker than I remember it looking. <laughs> but we're going to take that opportunity to talk about uh, all of the Batman films then from the, uh, from the early... Early eight, early nineties, late eighties, late eighties, early nineties, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and whatever. Because you had Batman eighty-eight mm-hmm. uh, with Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, and then Batman Returns with I think it was ninety-one, ninety-one, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I think this one was maybe ninety-four. You killed my parents. <laughs> and then of course there's the fourth Batman, the the Clooney Batman, which uh, may or may not make a mention next uh. week. <laughs> but for the purpose of our podcast, Batman Forever. Yes, looking third. forward to that. Is that on streaming? Mm, I have not been able to find it, so okay. you're going to have to dust off your DVD copy, assuming you have <laughs> I, I one. I don't have one. Oh, really? Well, I it's may right. have to supply I'll, you with one. I'll find it. It's okay. Mm, not that bad. Uh, cool. Well, guys, check us out next week. We're going to be talking about Batman Forever, as well as the other Batman movies, uh, with the, uh, the the lesser-known Burnson brother, uh, <laughs> at least as far as this podcast is That's concerned. Right. He sounds uh, just like me, though, so good de- luck discerning who is talking. Definitely my favorite Burnson. Aww. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. You're always going to be my favorite Burnson. Oh, always thanks. until you marry Jenna and she takes your name. Oh, uh, <laughs> or I take so, hers. <laughs> there you go. This is Joel, Joel West, West signing off. That's actually pretty good. Nice. That's strong. Like that Adam strong. West. Yeah. Speaking of Batman. <laughs> yes, Joel. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Check us out next week. We'll be talking about all the Batmans uh, with Joel's brother, Lauren. Uh, I think that's all I got. Jeff, thank you so much, sir. Really? Joel, always a pleasure. Thank you. See you guys next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.